Welcome to the Eagle Eye Podcast. The number one show to bring you all things Club America and English. Your hosts for today are Ivan Pineda, Cristian Rosendo, Alexis Juarez, and everyone's favorite cowboy, Dylan Jimenez. Now let's hit the field and start the show. Gentlemen, welcome back to the Eagle Eye Podcast. Today we're going to be recapping everything that went down in the Clásico Nacional and uh, what was the second to last jornada before the end of the season. We're going to be talking about all of that and looking a little bit ahead into what's going to come in the future for Las Aguas de la América. And joining me today, we're rolling back the time. It's like we've just started. It is none other than my co-host, Dylan Jimenez, a.k.a. Cowboy Dan. Dylan, how are we? Doing good, man. Doing good. Uh, you know, just wrapped up uh, with some water burger, got some tea left over. So I'm pretty excited right now. Yeah, it sounds like uh, it sounds like we're back in uh, 2018 recording uh, for the very first time where you would just, you know, get off school, get your water burger and then hop on and get recording. Oh, I know, dude. So many memories, too. <laughs> especially just thinking, <laughs> especially when we were texting the group and, you know, Chris was like, I can't make it. And then nobody else can make it. So I was like, all right, it's throwback time. It's throwback time to the both of us, so we'll try to do our best to, you know, uh, get all the proper information and, and get a good discussion going. And then, of course, shout out to everyone that, uh, you know, helped us here in the UI podcast. Chris, unfortunately, uh, couldn't make it. Uh, Christian also either. And uh, AJ is in Atlanta at the moment. AJ, I mean, uh, Dylan, he's in. He's over there right now in Atlanta. Yeah, he's living it up. You know, he got to go with the border and everything, everything that he's been sending us. Uh, looked like he had fun, and obviously it was a good game uh for him to watch too yeah if you guys haven't seen so already we're gonna post a couple of things that he was sending over on our instagram and uh twitter so make sure you guys follow us over at eagle eye podcast he was at the atlanta uh at the game for these for the clasico nacional and uh it, it looked like like you mentioned though it looks like he had a lot of fun it was great it was good to see uh but let's 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 talk about the actual clasico nacional that mattered which was a week ago uh, America faced off against Chivas. Coming into this game, we were very much hyped about the situation because we knew both teams were coming in in pretty decent form. We expected it to be a really good game. It was a lot of back and forth. I don't think the game necessarily disappointed in that sense. It definitely wasn't this crazy 3-3 from like 2005 that everyone lives up and hypes about. Uh, but I mean, I think it had its moments. I think overall uh, it was a good game. America did what they had to do. I think we managed the game a bit poorly sometimes, but overall, two-one victory. Your first takeaways from this game? Uh, my first thoughts, you know, after um, the final whistle blew, was uh, I guess in a sense of a bit of a sigh of relief. Um, I always get kind of tense whenever this this time of year kind of comes around because of uh, uh, the history what, it, what between these two teams and uh, you know what this game could always potentially live up to. But yeah, you know. Uh, uh, Bit of a sigh of relief, but was happy to grab the three points, you know, because that's something you always expect um, from this from this club, this institution, is three points. Um, obviously, like you said, there was some mishaps, but, you know, uh, that's part of the game, too. But, you know, other than that, uh, uh, it wasn't the barn burner that I, I predicted. But, you know, I'll take, it, <laughs> I'll, I'll take the 2-1. Yeah, no, it, it was not a 3-2 overall in the sense. Hey, and it wasn't a 5-0 like I predicted. It looks like we were both a little bit short off of our predictions there. But um, did, did anyone predict 2-1? I'm trying to remember here. I can't I, remember. I think, I, I think maybe Chris predicted 2 No, he predicted 2-0. I think AJ might have said 2-1. Yeah, that makes I can't, sense. Yeah. I, 
I can't, I can't, I gotta go back and listen to it. But one of us got the prediction right overall. Um, but like you said, you know, very tense towards the last couple of minutes of the match. I think we were just kind of looking to close out the game. And then the 90, you know, once the final whistle blew, uh, sigh of relief and be like, Gano, Gano el mame, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and we kept our word that if America was going to win that game, that the title of this podcast would be Gano el mame. So uh, just a little thing that we got going on here and uh, hopefully picks up some traction. And uh, what, what, what better way to top it off than at the end of the final, uh, you know, America's left in the 14th and be like, Gano el mame. You know, that's that's wow. that's the that's the ultimate goal here. That is the ultimate goal. And, you know, uh, keeping tabs too, we're still unbeaten with the Cincinnati on. Oh, yeah, that's when right. It comes that's to right. Play, so when it comes to league play. So, uh, yeah. yeah. So I'm hoping to keep be wearing this all the way to the 14th. So. That's what we're hoping for the 14th, hopefully right around the corner. Let's talk a little bit more about this Clásico Nacional. Like we mentioned, uh, both teams had a bit of a hiccup uh, during the middle of the week, right? We had that 3-3 draw against Santos, although ours felt a little bit more of uh, what's the perfect way of putting it. It felt a little bit better, the result, than Chivas' because they ended up ultimately losing at home to Tigres. And then we ultimately had a comeback to salvage a point at home and to kind of, quote-unquote, keep that unbeaten record. Um, which, I mean, it still stands to this day. America's running, uh, what, 11 games now unbeaten? So it's it's looking promising. And now you have a very tough matchup away in Puebla, and we'll get to that later on during the week when we discuss that game. But, you know, focusing on the then and now, which was Saturday against Chivas, it started off well, Dylan. I mean, America off the get-go, and it's something that Christian mentioned too whenever we were talking, he said America needs to get off running that means from the get-go go attack pressure and i think america did that i mean following what three minutes america wins a pk after uh you know a very good run of play and then you know who else but your boy himself henry martin slotting it away and uh converting what, what what did you think about him taking the penalty um i whenever i saw him take it i thought okay like you know i feel like this is a little bit of a different henry i i feel like we're seeing the confidence especially how um, he's like right there in in uh, being a potential leading goal scorer in the um, in the league for this season. Uh, but yeah, uh, to me when I saw that, I said, okay, like Henry has confidence. Like this guy is being confident, and you know he's playing like it, he's acting like it, and you know uh, to me when he took that penalty, I think I felt like he took it with confidence, and so that's what I see whenever uh, I saw him kind of step up to the plate. Yeah, no, definitely. I was not necessarily thinking Henry was going to take it, but I think it speaks volumes of this team that they said, okay, the, our leading goal scorer needs to take this penalty. Um, and like you mentioned, there was never any doubt, I think, when you looked at Henry. You know, he just he takes that, like, little sigh, and but it never really crosses your mind that he had any doubts in regards to where he was going to put it or if whether or not it was going to go into the back of the net. So it, ultimately, like I said, Henry on the score sheet again, and America looking very, very well. Afterwards, I think America tries to manage the game properly. We continue to dominate. And that's just it. I mean, there's some chances here and there. And by the way, their goalkeeper took like two, three uh, saves that were phenomenal. And I'm not going to sit here and lie about it. They were. They were great. Uh, but I, I wanted a little bit more of an aggressive America. We just yeah. didn't necessarily see that. Um, but what I did like, though, was the fact that they were trying to, you know, uh, score outside of the box, which I think this America side needs to do a little bit more of and instead of trying to walk the ball into the back of the net. 
Yeah, and I think Chris uh, mentioned that the last podcast uh, too, previewing uh, the uh, classical, is that uh, <clears throat> he wanted this. He wanted to decide to take more sh- long range shots outside the box and everything. And you know, uh, I was pretty. I don't know if happy was is the right word here speaking, but you know, I, I was. I was glad to see that in a sense. But, you know, if it's not working, then, you know, it's not working. But, you know, it kept going on. But, um, you know, obviously we we went into the half, you know, 1-0 up still. I wish it would have been like 2-0 or, or something like that at that point because it, uh, it could have easily been. But, you know, um, the team just kept pushing. They, they stuck with the game plan that they thought was going to work with those long-range shots. But, um, yeah, I mean, uh, it's just one of those things where I kind of think like, okay, if it's not going to work, then you know, it's just trying to switch it up a little bit. Yeah, and and you and you felt a sense of confidence from the team even after that goal being scored, and even though the ball wasn't going to the back of the net, you kind of felt like, okay, this team still has, you still felt comfortable in in the sense that this game was going very well, right? And you kind of said, okay, in order to top that off, like you mentioned, we do need a goal, which it did come in the second half. But defensively speaking, this was a very solid performance from the likes of Cáceres, who I know has been under the eye of the storm of the Americanismo because of the countless mistakes that he has cost his games. But it's fair to say that this is the best Cáceres we've seen ever in an America jersey. And this game alone proved it. I, he had some tremendous uh, tackles. He had some tremendous covering, some, t- some tremendous um, just defensive maneuvers that I felt like, okay, this is, this is probably our best center back at the moment. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree too. It, it probably got said it is probably our best center back at the moment. And we see what he really can be, what he can become. You know, if he just doesn't have those dumb, silly mistakes that he's always being criticized for. But, you know, I, I, you look at it and you, you can only hope that uh, he he rides this wave down with, with the club and going into Puebla and then into Ligia too. Uh, that this is the Casadas that we want to see. This is the Casadas that we know can be. And I think he knows that too. And so it's just now keeping that consistency, which is very hard to do week in, week out. But, you know, he, he kind of set the bar now. And so it's just how him being able to beat that bar. No, yeah, of course, of course. And then, you know, first half goes by and you think, okay, this is this was a pretty solid game. We felt like we, we deserved a little bit more, but we kept Chivas at bay, which I think was the most important part. And then from there on, it was trying to build on that. And, and, you know, get closer to that second goal, which, like we mentioned, we had our chances. Uh, at the halftime, I, I think everyone kind of felt very calm, very just, okay, things are going well. This America side is looking like the America side we know. And now it's more about let's manage the game. Chief is going to have to come out, and they're going to have to give us some spaces, which they did, and eventually leads to the second goal. I think it's a counterattack. It's very beautifully well uh, executed counterattack with a lot of great movement from passing individual players but overall in a sense you you had a feeling that okay this is a a a game that is very well winnable and manageable and i think america did a fairly good job up to maybe like the 60th minute 65th minute of the match and then you saw after that second goal goes in maybe a little bit of i don't know if i want to say just we were too confident at at the moment, but we gave Chivas too much of the ball and we let them back into this game. Yeah, no, most definitely too. I mean, and you you give it about the right mark too, because like, what was it like? Not not even too much. Two minutes later, 
when you said about the 60th mark, that's whenever Chivas get on the on the board and it makes it 2-1. And um, that's this is kind of the frustrating part because I think, if I'm not mistaken, and I was looking at some stats here too, um, Zendeja's goal in the second half, that was the only shot on target, really, that, that the team had uh, the whole second half. And it just didn't really feel like this team was wanting to get any more insurance goals on top of uh, – on yeah. top of uh, any, on top of it, and they had obviously they had plenty of chances in the first half, you know, uh, and then the second half. Besides, they has this goal. This is, you know, where, where was everybody at? Kind of, kind of, you know. Yeah, it was one of those things where you're just the second goal is in, like you, obviously you celebrate and everything, and you understand that that's uh, another goal to cushion the lead. But yeah. then you you think, okay, now it's time to go. And what I wanted to see was a more aggressive America after that. I wanted to see oh, yeah. an America going for more and more and more, right? And I know, I know, I know we're spoiled because of that seven zero against Cruz Azul, but still, this is an America side that's averaging almost three goals per game. So of course, you, you naturally, as a fan looking at this team. You're thinking, well, there's got to be more to come. These players are hungry. These players know that there's more to give. Um, and we didn't really execute it properly. And I don't even think it was due to substitutions or anything like that. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to look here. And yeah, no, our first substitutions weren't until the 70th minute. So something had to give for this America side. Um, and I don't know if, you know, they needed a little bit of a break. And, you know, hopefully that is the case. This international break maybe did, did, did them some justice. I don't know how much justice it is because we did have two games, one against Nashville and the other one against Chivas. So, but I mean, a lot of the youngsters did end up playing those games. So yeah, most of the starters will, will undoubtedly had a decent amount of rest, but yeah, I, I didn't like the fact that we let Chivas come back into this game. I think they were definitely knocking on the door a couple of, of, of times. I mean, you saw the, the header that, you know, they were all proclaiming Ochoa ended up saving it outside of the line, which he doesn't. There's been countless of angles. And by the way, what a save that has been. Um, if you guys haven't seen it or if you guys want to take another look at it, make sure you guys go over to our TikTok page. Uh, we have a video there detailing Memo Chua's save right there. But uh, overall, again, defensively, we were looking solid throughout the game. It was just moments and lapses of misconcentration that, again, like I was speaking to AJ last week, we need to find a way to fine tune it because that's going to come and bite us in the butt if we are not careful about it in the Gia. I mean, you look at the goal that Chiva scores on, again, someone loses a mark and it's frustrating. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's these mental errors, man. And like you said, maybe this international break is what's something that a lot of these players needed to mentally reset, uh, fit, be able to physically able rest and, you know, reset. But, you know... Just looking at the second half, too, man, just seeing how well and, you know, pretty dominant we played in the first half compared to the second half, you know, you know, this is this is your rival. This is like this is your your most hated club that, you know, that you that you rival. And, you know, you want the gas pedal all the way down to the floor. But, you know, you score one, you're getting closer. You score two. Now you're even further down. But then it just stalls right there. And you don't you don't go over 70 at the, 70 miles per hour at that point or just just coasting down the la freeway you know just wondering people are wondering why is this guy going so slow you know <laughs> yeah no exactly 100 <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah and so it, it that's that's the frustrating part is because we know what this side's capable of you know compared to uh, uh, a lot of games especially on the sunbeaten run and you know look at the first half too it's just it's just mentally Physically, we all need to be able, the team needs to be able to just uh, 
keep it up for the whole 90 minutes. Because like you said, once the Gia comes, you know, some of these teams are probably just going to take advantage of that. And, you know, we're going to find ourselves behind again like we were in the Santos game. Yeah, and, and, and that's the main concern right there. But like you mentioned, you know, the, notably, we're being nitpicky here because overall I think it was a well-rounded game from America's perspective. But um, I think it probably was one of our worst games in, in the past couple of weeks. Uh, you know, to say the Santos was probably the worst game we've had, but yet we were able to, you know, level it up at the end. But still, this Clásico was probably the worst Clásico we played. I mean, obviously, Cruz Azul being the best one. The game against Puma, still a very well-rounded game. Ended up winning by three goals. This one, you kind of barely get out of it with a one-goal margin. Yes, three points, very important points. But the most biggest and the most important Clásico, which is this one against Chivas, you don't put your best foot forward. And again, it, and a lot of factors contribute to that, right? But at the end of the day, still, we wanted to see a little bit better of an America side. And I know, I know how this sounds. A lot of people are like, you guys are just complaining about the fact that we won. And I know that sounds crazy, but it's kind of the culture of America, right? You got to win. You got to go, uh, ganar, golear, and gustar. And we didn't get all three Gs uh, last Saturday against Chivas, right? We right. won. And there was lapses of times where we looked very impressive. It's just that, you know, a cohesiveness that we've seen consistently throughout the season, it just wasn't there against the Chivas side, which again, a lot can factor into this, Dylan. But at the end of the day, three points against Chivas, not too bad, right? No, yeah, yeah, I, no, I, definitely. I mean, anytime you get to beat your rival uh, and take three points, you know, obviously, I'm not gonna ever say no to that. But you know, obviously, like there are the nitpicky things because obviously, like you said, um, one. The level, the bar that is set for this institution, you know, is is pretty high, and you know, we just want to see uh, this club perform to the best potential that they that they can, and we've seen that before, and you know, we just didn't necessarily get it in the second half. Not necessarily, but hey, we'll take what we can get at this moment, and hopefully, yeah. you know, this this can continue to have an inspiring effect on these players and the staff as well. So we'll see what happens in that aspect. Anything else specifically that you want to um, uh, take away from this game? Any specific moment, anything in particular or players, anything? Um, I thought Diego Valdez was pretty solid. Okay. Um, yeah. I, I, would, I wouldn't say it was necessarily um, like over the top, like flashy, but like it wasn't necessarily underwhelming. I think he played his part and, you know, he was just pretty solid for, for the amount of time they played. Yeah, no, I I thought he he had a pretty decent game as well. Someone that I maybe wanted to see a little bit more of was probably Cabecita. Um, I didn't see him too much of it. Fidalgo was, uh, you know, he was he was still there, he was still present, but again, a little bit more quieter than usual. Um, wanted him to take a little bit more charge of this game, and then, um, well, I mean, that's pretty much it. I, I mean. I thought Chava Reyes did a pretty decent job filling in for Luis Fuentes. I know it was a last-minute substitution right there where, you know, we had officially tweeted out the lineups and they had put Fuentes in the starting 11. Um, but then, you know, things changed and then it was Chava Reyes and who I thought did actually a pretty decent job there. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, uh, I, I wish we could see a little bit more of him, but obviously Fuentes has got that spot locked and key right now. But, um, yeah, I, I, at least uh, we know that Chava can come in and do a decent job. 
which will be important. Depth is going to be important coming into the last, uh, well, this last game. And then, of course, the league run is going to be crucial that everyone is at 100% or at least understands their role, which I think I'll allude to that when we talk more about Puebla because uh, I think everyone has an understanding of who's the starter and who's coming in, uh, in off the bench. And I think they understand that role very well. And you see, I mean, you, you see the bench in general. I mean, you saw when... Uh, <laughs> when when Henry scores his goal, you see Pedro Aquino and Jonathan Dos Santos and Roger Martinez celebrating, like, you know, doing a little conga line in, uh, in the bench, which I thought was absolutely hilarious, but also heartwarming to see that this America's team is, is, is that a unit, a family, a, a, yeah. a team. So it, it, it's promising. It's promising. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You, you love to see those little things and a lot of those little things matter. Uh, too between uh, uh the players and you know just having that bond that they've created but uh yeah yeah it's it's very promising and it's just like i said those little things you enjoy to see too a hundred percent and uh well i guess it bites chivas in the butt again to talk more than what they actually are capable of right the headlines always mean that they have more identity or that you know that you know, what was it alexis vega said that i mean he didn't want america to lose during the week so that they could come into this Azteca and take the you know the unbeaten run away from us and, you know, Chicote Calderon saying that, you know, we were his favorite clients and that the stats show that this, this, and that. And at the end of the day, you know, the only, the only thing that matters was those three points. And well, America walked away with them and they, well, they had to end up going back home. And if it wasn't enough for that, then um, they saw each other again this weekend on Sunday in Atlanta, Georgia, like we mentioned. And again, America walked away with a three, one victory over that. It's not bad for being an Americanista. Dylan, two classicals in a row, two weeks consecutively, taking a W against your biggest arch rival. No, yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, a lot of bragging rights for us right now. So uh, it's always, always glad to have uh, those rights. Uh, AJ, obviously, our correspondent out there uh, at the line of game two with all the stuff that he sent us. Uh, it looked like a good atmosphere. Um, it looked like it was a lot of fun, which I one of us was able to go and actually cover the game too but hey um there's always plenty of games in the future for us but yeah um first first win 2-1 the next today sunday 3-1 um yeah it's pretty good to be nagula right now pretty good to be nagula 5-2 on aggregate if you want to put it in that context but yeah good uh good good stuff from america so far and now you just got to top it off with uh well let's face it a trophy because none of these victories matter at the end of the season if yeah. There's no silverware to back it up or anything like that. So, again, we'll keep a close eye on everything developing with Las Aguilas and America. But as far as this Clásico Nacional goes, America 2, Chivas 1. A very, very good night in the Estadio Azteca ahead of the Canelo fight, uh, which I think is probably why they moved it to 6 p.m. rather than 7. Uh, you know, so doesn't matter. Uh, they still give me my birthday present, which was that victory over Chivas, and I couldn't be more than happy about it. So... Good job to America there. Tano, again, doing what, uh, well, he's continuing to do, and he's on the cusp of potentially making real, true history with America, which is, you know, winning that championship. Yeah. I, I, if you had, if you told me to put this on, like, my bingo card of Tano Ortiz potentially winning a championship with America, yeah, I wouldn't have, I would have been surprised. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, right? Uh I, I it's just a crazy story, right? He comes yeah. in midway through the Solari era, right? When things are going terrible, he brings us back up. We, you know, 
we're looking good. We get knocked out again, but we kind of give Thano the keys to the car and say, you know what, you did a good job. Then the beginning of the season, everything looks like it's falling apart again. You're just like, great, what do we do? This was a terrible idea. We should have gave it to someone else. And then he's, oh, but Shirley's picked it up and he's created something that, I, to be honest, I haven't seen since probably the beginning of Miguel Herrera's stage at America when it was when we won that 2013 title with against Cruz Azul. I haven't seen a unit that well composed since then and it's 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 nice to see it's looking promising it's crazy because whenever the Solari era started it seemed like he was trying to steer the team in that direction with like these mm-hmm. team mills and stuff like that but like you yeah. just never saw it with him and so like that's what i think is kind of like i don't know if weird is the right, right word but you know it it's crazy to see it now with, with Donald instead of never seeing it with Solari whenever it seemed like he was trying to steer the team in that direction yeah, and I think what Solari did and what he does very well is that he he knows how to talk, and and, yeah. and he captivates you because he sounds very you know professional, very elegant in that sense, and you're like, wow, this guy knows what he's talking about, and then it never really just panned out to that, right? I mean, we saw the performances on the pitch whilst they were very you know well rounded. We always walked away with like one zero two one. It it never was out of this world, and whilst. Dano's been able to come in and do all of that and more, right? We're seeing goals. We're seeing an America set that's playing better defensively. We're looking stronger. And so, like you mentioned, who would have thought? But, hey, if it's Dano Ortiz, then by all means, we welcome it. Yeah, yeah, most definitely I welcome it, too. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, as long as it wasn't um, Memo Vasquez. God, I remember those rumors. It was terrible. <laughs> I remember terrible. I, I remember when those rumors came. You're like, if Memo Vasquez comes to the club, I'm never returning to the podcast. Yeah, I'm never. I'm done podcasting. I just, it, it's, no. God, no. Thank God it didn't happen. So, uh, I guess we dodged the bullet in that sense. Uh, but, I mean, that pretty much wraps it up for the Clásico Nacional. Um, like I mentioned, nothing really more to talk about in that sense. Um, unless you had anything else to add on, Dylan. No, I, I think we covered it all. Um, like you said, uh, not necessarily the flashiest, especially the second half. But hey, I'll take a, I'll take three points, two one win over my biggest rivals. Um, yeah, that's all I gotta say, really. Yeah, and let's hope we save the flashiness and everything else for the Liga, which is where I think we all expect America to showcase. Um, but yeah, moving on from there, so America's had quite the busy week on a quote-unquote rest week for, you know, the rest of the league. Uh, America's gone out to Nashville, and we've played quite the interesting game against Nashville FC, um, or it's actually, excuse me, SC, and it's soccer club, not football club. Um, it's weird. Absolutely weird. Uh, but America ended up uh, drawing 3-3 right there. And if that wasn't crazy enough, we ended up losing in penalties. But that wasn't the craziest thing. The craziest of things was that Jurgen Dam and Miguel Ayun both got on the score sheet, which I think was interesting enough. Um, but again, it was a nice little showcase. It was a nice little friendly. We got to see a lot of the youngsters come in and do their thing. Uh, some of the, uh, you know, quote-unquote starters continuously get minutes, and that way they don't kind of fall off rhythm. That game really didn't matter at the end of the day. I think it was a good, nice little humbling point for America to not end up kind of winning. I know a lot of people expected America to just steamroll past Nashville. Um, I didn't think it was going to be the case. And credit to them, uh, they came out and they played a very good game. They did their job. And granted, it was not our A squad, but, you know, they still came out and tried to prove a point. Um, So ultimately, 3-3 right there. We end up losing in penalties. 
And then, of course, like we just mentioned, America then ended up flying out to Atlanta, Georgia, where we ended up taking a 3-1 victory over our rivals, which an even more, I would say, younger squad and uh, a very promising left back, which, by the way, is Texas-born. I don't know if you saw that, uh, Dylan. No, I didn't see that. Chris Chris put it in the chat. Let me just uh, let me do my due diligence here. He sent it right here. It was uh, Texas-born Ralph Orkin. Right, uh, born in 2003, played 90 minutes today uh, in the uh, as a left back and looked very promising. Looked very good. And uh, if uh, if AJ and and or Chris was here, I know they both watched that game uh, alongside as well. They would say that he looked very promising, very good, talented player. And I know you love to always highlight a, a, a Texas-born professional. When did this happen? Today, well, obviously, well, yeah, today because we're recording today, but the Classico Nacional oh, over I in Atlanta. See I see it. Oh, I what was I doing? Oh, dude, I was like writing my story still. Like, I was just like just <laughs> focusing, just trying to get the head of the station. <laughs> I was ready to come back to my apartment. <laughs> no, yeah, so, I thought you would have seen it, but yeah, no, I, um, again, so some good promising youngsters in, in that left back position, and I know we mentioned that. Fuentes has that place, uh, that position right now. He's locked, and you know he has the key to that. But I think it's fair to say that he only has it for this season. We don't know how much more we're going to be able to get from Luis Fuentes. So right now, that left back position, even though it doesn't look like it, it's really up for grabs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I definitely agree to you because, uh, uh, like we've always kind of said, all good things must come to an end, and Fuentes can't uh, play forever. <laughs> I wish he could, but uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know AJ. Will- probably wishes the same thing too but uh yeah um it's good to see uh especially knowing that uh, uh the youngsters right there and then we got chava too and um we had that other Reyes from, who got injured at nashville yeah 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 the other day is and probably just probably bs to put lion there too maybe um oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no. Uh, he's been at the center of a lot of conversations this week, right, with his terrible performance in Nashville, yet his goal in Nashville, and also his very good assist today. He's been all over the place, to be honest. So, um, But, hey, I mean, I, I don't know. But ultimately, America's had quite the busy week, even though it's international break. Um, and talking about players on international breaks, Sebastián uh, Cáceres made his debut with the Uruguay national team. He did not win. He ended up losing, but still, it was good to see him get 90 minutes under that belt. And then, yeah. of course, uh, our Mexican players, Ochoa, 90 minutes in net against Peru, and Henry Martin. How many minutes did he accumulate? I know he came off substituted, but uh, again, he played... Let me get you that stat right now. But ultimately, uh, playing in that Mexico game, and I think he's eyeing for that potential starting 11 spot. So Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I agree. You forgot to, you failed to mention Ochoa's uh, Chilena that he scored in practice. Oh, yeah. 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 Shout out to our friends for Footmex Nation who uh, um, ended up recording that video. Went viral, by the way. Everyone ended up using it. But yeah, Ochoa with a uh, tremendous Chilena. He's going, he's going for all those Jorge Campos uh, records that he set out on, on the pitch. So imagine, who? what would that be, Ochoa? No, I'm sorry. Who'd you say? Jorge Campos? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know her. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? The the greatest and the only greatest. Uh, Jorge Campos always made me mad whenever we went to go cover games, and because we've gone to go cover Mexican national team games, he always shows up with sandals. Man, it's like he's got a, a suit on, but he's got sandals. It it 
<laughs> always frustrates me, man. Always frustrates me. Jorge it Campos, is... what are you doing? <laughs> Every question next time we go to a game, ask him. Yeah, doing, I'm going to go up to him and be like, hey, man, why? Why? <laughs> Explain the fit. Explain it. I need to know. Uh, but yeah, no, ultimately, pretty well a week for Americanistas. Um, you know, knock on wood. I know this international break isn't over, but no severe injuries, which is, I think, the one concern anyone ever has whenever these international breaks come along. Um, but ultimately, we just need everyone to come back already because we have a very tough game against Puebla on Friday, which is yeah. completely going to wrap up. Um, and I know a lot of people are saying, well, you know, we've qualified already. There's no big deal, no big pressure, but uh, America needs to secure that first spot. And I think we've talked about that. We need to get that, you know, yes or yes. So we're just one point difference against uh, Monterrey. So America needs to win this game against Puebla. And Monterrey has a game against Pachuca. So uh, a lot can happen right there, but we got to focus on ourselves and it's in our hands. So mm-hmm. there should be no excuse as to why America can't get first place. Yeah, and I think Chris would probably agree with me too. But like, uh, there there has to be like, I don't I don't know if it would be. I mean, we'll y'all probably talk about it. We'll talk about it later too. But uh, we we got to keep this momentum going. So like, he, whether everybody starts and like plays for X amount of time, and then Donald's like, all right, y'all are done saving y'all for the Gia, then I'm I'm down for it. But like, we we got to keep the momentum going. Yeah, I would give the majority of our starters about 65 minutes. And then yeah, after that, yeah. well, I mean, we're going to get a week off also, too. So yeah. we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. That, that's Thanos' job to do, not ours. We don't have to break our heads over it. He will. And uh, that's why they pay him the big bucks in um, in Mexico City food, I would imagine. I feel like that's the currency. And bambasos. And bambasos. Ooh, yes. I'd love to be paid in bambasos. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> but uh Dylan, anything else you want to add on before we just kind of wrap it up here um no i think we covered it all man i think, we, I think we're i'm good i'm good at least wait what hold on i you broke signal right there for me for a bit oh no i'm good man I, I, don't, I don't think we covered it all all right well that does it for us today here on the ey podcast hope you guys enjoyed it we'll be back uh Later on this week, we'll to preview all things uh, America versus Puebla. Like we mentioned, a very big game in the making. So we'll see what Dan Ortiz has in store for us. And then we'll keep you guys up to date if there's any club news in regards to players and or anything else along the way. Uh, like I said, that does it for us here. We'll be back very soon. Make sure you guys follow us on all our social media platforms, whether that's Twitter, Instagram, and or TikTok. Uh, we'd love to interact with you guys. Make sure you guys drop a follow over there. And we'll be back very soon to talk all things Las Aguilas in America. You guys stay safe, take care. And as always... Ladies and gentlemen, this was another production of the Eagle Eye Podcast. The number one source for all things Club America in English. Make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Eagle Eye Podcast and get all the latest news and coverage. And subscribe to our podcast wherever it is you may listen. 